Good morning and welcome to the Be Connected Business Show. Once again, I'm Mark Grant, your host for this edition. I am from a business called Costless Payment Solutions. My guest on this episode happens to be a good friend of mine and also a Be Connected World Networking member here on the Gold Coast. His name is AJ Amin from Easy Office Supplies. Hello there, AJ. Hey, good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm doing okay. How about yourself, sir? Yes, pretty good, thank you. Not bad for a Monday morning up here. <laughs> yeah, it comes around far too quickly, doesn't it? It's and, very uh, quick, yes. And, and I just want to ask one question before we get started. Which part of the world are you in this morning? The beautiful Gold Coast. Oh, you're in Australia. Oh, my goodness. Yes, we are very, very lucky to have him on Australian shores. He's normally in, you know, anywhere around the world watching sport, this man, as you'll get to know during this interview. AJ, look, That's right, yeah. <laughs> and half and half your luck. Look, before we talk more about you and your business, um, I find that our listeners would like to know, like, and trust you. And the best way of doing that is by uncovering what you like to do away from work. What is that, AJ? Okay, sounds good. Just uh, happened to be uh, yesterday was my 30th uh, wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, 30 uh, beautiful years. And as I, as I posted on my Facebook yesterday, uh, one and only ends with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> because, and that tells you because I love my cricket. Um, yes, you do. So a bit of my background, I've got three beautiful children. Um uh, they're all out of school, so they're all successful in their – they've done their schools. They're all educated, so um, all Australian-born, uh, one in Sydney and two in Gold Coast. Uh, my bit of background, I'm originally from Uganda, um, uh, and then got turfed out of Uganda in 72 by lovely Idi Amin, dictator, <laughs> and, yeah. that's when, and that's when the UK opened their – open arms and uh, took us in. And I'm ever for grateful for that. Hence yeah. my passion for the English, because mm -hmm. that's when they gave us a second chance to, not only to myself, but, but to my family. Um, if you recall, we were literally penniless uh, when we came to UK after having a, a real successful business back in Uganda. So we arrived at Heathrow completely Penniless, uh, no shelter, no roof overhead, and thanks to the British um, government or whatever, they actually opened arms and said, "Here's a thing," and they gave us a second chance of, mm. um, "Here you go." And looking back, it was the best thing ever, um, and it made us restart again. Um, and for for that, I'm always grateful. And then, and then fast forward that so uh, back. 25 years ago, I decided to travel the world um, and went to US, uh, spent three, four months there traveling. Then I landed in Sydney. And the day I landed in uh, uh, Sydney was a day when they were about to announce the hosting of the Olympics of the oh. 2000. Oh, Sydney Olympics. So, yeah. well, oh, it was just coincident because <laughs> here's me looking for a job. And everyone was just too busy going straight to Darling Harbour and said, um, and it was a part, one big party place. I'm thinking, what is happening here? <laughs> so 
yeah, it's a, and, and that night it was um, one big celebration when they got announced that they were going to be hosting for the Olympic 2000. Yeah. So, and I, when I thought, this is it, this is going to be my new uh, beloved country. I then worked for three, four months in Australia, loved it. Um, and I said, I'm going to come back. So I then, once I traveled, finished my traveling, went back to UK. And the hardest part was announcing the news to my parents saying, yeah. I'm moving to Australia. And they said, what, why, you know, <laughs> and, and I got my visa. Uh, believe it or not, within six months. My goodness. So it, it happened so quick. And next thing I know, I was in Sydney um, and meeting new people. And that's when I met Rita uh, exactly 30 years ago. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so that's the bit of background on the family side. When I'm not at work, I, um, I love my golf. I love traveling, like you said. Um yeah, I'm very passionate uh, sporting. So any uh, uh, sporting occasion, I am there, whether it's World Cup football, cricket, T20, or even Marbles Championship, I'll be there because <laughs> I love – I'm one of those – I love atmosphere. It's just nothing beats a live sport. Yeah, yeah so that's pretty much my uh, background because my motto is, you know, you work hard, play hard, yeah. and, you know, have fun at the same time. Yeah. And also, I know firsthand you were involved with the um, Commonwealth Games here on the Gold Coast back in 2018. That's it, yeah. And that was that was another massive highlight because that would be the closest for me ever to walk on that uh, walking track of that uh, Commonwealth Games. You know, yeah. being an athlete, it was so it was just an incredible feeling experience to be part of that uh, Commonwealth Games. Yeah, it certainly was. Certainly was. Yeah, um, no, that's good. So. So if by chance Ellie Beach had an international um, cockroach racing championships, you'd be there all guns blazing. Is that right? 100%. As long as England are <laughs> taking part, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> or even like, Uganda. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hold on, a bit of, a, a bit of a, uh, exciting news. So I'm not sure whether you know, but Uganda actually qualified for the T20 uh, World Cup in cricket. Right. My goodness, the, uh, the upcoming one in, um, in US. Yeah, US in uh, the Caribbean, I believe. Caribbean, yes. Yeah, so ah, isn't that wonderful? I'll be there barracking in my Ugandan flag. Yeah, so you won't be playing for Uganda? 100%. <laughs> the only thing I've got to try, I've got to try and uh, get the lyrics right for the actual the, the anthems. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd, take, it'd take a bit, a bit for you since you're... Haven't been in Uganda for so long. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, look, thank you. Um, look, before we talk a little bit about your business now, now, um, yeah, obviously we'd like to know more about Easy Office Supplies and what makes you different. Um, I know what makes you different, but obviously our listeners don't. But before starting your business, you had a fairly, um, let me say, um, fairly demanding role with a national business. Yes. Yes. So in my uh, uh, previous, I'm an accountant by trade. Um, so so in, the, in my past, before I had my business, so I was a financial controller for uh, a 
public listed company called uh, uh, Allied Brands, but their franchises was Baskin Robbins. Yeah. So right. I was with them for 15 years. So we just started with a very small family-owned business, two brothers, one marketing person and one receptionist and myself. And the directors had this massive, uh, long, uh, a big dream that they want to be a number one franchisors in the country. So, so I, and I was pretty lucky to be part of that uh, the journey. So we grew from uh, 10 stores to 90 stores of Baskin Robbins. And okay. on top of that, we had about 50 uh, uh, other brands like Cookie, Cookies and Cream, Kenny mm-hmm. Cardiologist, the card business, Awesome Water. So all of a sudden, we had about 300 different uh, uh, franchise brands, whatever. So we did, in that process, we became a public listed company. So hence, my role got really, uh, you know, hectic, um, very demanding in terms of auditing the books, uh, all that stuff. So, but it was great, you know, 15 years. Yeah, that's right. So, so hence, and then, so then after following on that, I then joined a couple of other public listed companies. So, yeah, so, so basically, all in all, so I've done 25 years of uh, in the corporate uh, uh, professional accounting level. Yeah. Not practicing, but more on the commercial level. Yeah, that's right. So, what led you to become leave leave that and become self-employed? Yes. Yeah, so, so about uh, yeah, about fifteen years ago, um, I saw. Like I said, you know, um, everything was going well, and I achieved everything from the from the from the from the job point of view. Uh, you know, with you know, ranking with the job wise, I said, "What what else can I do? I can't do any more because yeah. I've achieved, you know, being a financial controller position. Can't go any higher in that." So I thought, "Why don't I just one day have my own business and see whether I can put whatever experience I gain I had time to kill." I uh, Google a business for sale. And and it happened to be a business for sale just up the road here uh, on the Gold Coast, on Bundle Road, called Sharp Office Supplies. And I said, okay, it can't be that hard. Everyone needs office supplies. <laughs> and I'm thinking, it's a no-brainer. You know, it should be a piece of cake. So I then went there, did my due diligence. Uh, it only had one, one and a half staff, one driver and part-time uh, office girl, and I saw the vision. I said, "Oh, I can really turn this business." Because at that time, the business was losing money, and therefore, I made a ridiculous offer. So, while I was doing this, I was still employed, by the way. Um, so, <laughs> when I made that ridiculous offer, I thought, "There's no chance they're going to accept my offer because absolutely not even an hour. We just within a half an hour, they said, "I get a call from the agents. The business is yours." I think it's, you're kidding me. <laughs> and I think, what have I done? And 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 at that time, I did not even tell my family. So, so just and my and the hardest part was my family and my boss. So I said, I then had to pitch it that night to my family. I said, this is what I'm doing. It was a big, you know, it's a big, uh, big decision, you know. Um, so I then thought, like, 
convince them the, the 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 next chapter of my life is to have my own business, and and they fully back me. If that's that, if that's what you want to do, go for it. We're hundred percent um, with you. So that was good. So I've got one hurdle out of the way. The second hurdle was going to work the next morning, and I kept pacing up and down trying to go and see the <laughs> boss. And eventually, I took the courage, and I said, "Right, I've got to do it." And he goes, "Yes, what do you want?" And I said, "Oh, there's an envelope here." And he goes, "Is that what I'm thinking it is? If it is, can you just..." Take it with you, put it in the bin. I'm not interested. <laughs> I said, why? He said, well, what's the problem? Are you not happy here? You know, is it everything all good? I said, everything's all good. So what's the problem? And I said, look, this is my only opportunity where uh, if I don't take a move now, I won't ever do it. So I said, look, I've come across this business, which I think I can um, make it work. Um, and he goes, really? I mean, aren't you not challenged here at work? I said, no, it's not that. I just need different challenges. Yeah. So he reluctantly uh, accepted my resignation. Um, and he said, I'll, I'll keep this uh, resignation in my top drawer because I guarantee you'll come back in six months and um, and I'll have the job open for you. So when he said that, it gave me a little a bit of a confidence in a sense I've got a job waiting for me. So if this fails, please, I'll know I've got something. So that gave me a bit of a renewed confidence in terms of not too much stress or, you know, the only thing I was going to outlay was whatever the the investment in the business. I was determined not to fail because I had to prove my boss I'm not coming back. So, yeah, so when I then bought the business, I did not realise how much work was actually going to be involved in terms of um, – you know, instead of wearing one hat, which was a canning hat, I had to wear four hats. That's Operation, right. marketing, uh, canning, it's, you know, all, all sort of layer, and I had no experience in that. So I had to learn everything from day one, and and I was determined, and it's all about learning, asking questions, surround with all the good people I made uh, in, in, that, in that time, and reaching out to them, and 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 slowly we, we, we got there. So fast forward that now, I've now got three locations, uh, Oxenford, Southport, Tweed Heads, and now I've just got a new business, Worldwide Printing. So, so I've got about 24 staff. So so that's the journey. So it just shows that if you're willing to put in your hard yucca, the dividend will pay off. Um, nothing will be easy, but I made it happen. So, and... Yeah. That's the story of me getting into the business. Yeah, wow, what a story. Thanks thanks for sharing, AJ. I, I knew the story, but, um, yeah, obviously I asked it because our listeners don't um, don't know about it. Yeah, it is. As I've said to you many times, I think when you get a chance, I think you need to write a book. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Yeah. About to life. Really, really quite incredible. Um, AJ, look, for our listeners... I know, in you know, as you've said to me many a time, you know, there is the office works out there. But what are yep, three yep. reasons why someone should order their office and printing supplies from you? Uh, good question. So, I always believe in uh, number one is you know, um, you treat your customer how you want to be treated. Full stop. Absolutely. I tell yep. my staff. 
that is number one. And my other big one is really you're going over and above um, in anything you do. So, and I'll tell you just uh, a little story. I, I, I call it a $10,000 uh, hole punch. So about a couple of years ago, um, which really resonate with what we do. So about two years ago, I had a, uh, one of my staff receive a phone call from one of our clients saying they want a hole punch. And the staff said, yes, anything else? Not just a hole punch. And we wanted that to be delivered to this particular location. It was in Broad Beach. And, and we said, okay, no problem. And it was only a $4 hole punch. So I, my team rang me and said, we got this unusual request. A client wants a, a hole punch and nothing else. Would you like us to go and deliver this or what would you like us to do? And he said he wanted it in the next 20 minutes. So he didn't give us much time. He said, oh, can, we, can we make it happen? So I told the team, if he wants it in 20 minutes, just do it. Don't ask questions, because um, that's what we always have a motto. When the customer wants something, you go out and get it done. For even for hole punch, it's only four dollars. I said, yes, doesn't matter whether it's one dollar or thousand dollars, doesn't matter. It's it's all about preaching on our principles. Um, so off Murray went, delivered the hole punch by quarter past four. He rang us four o'clock. We got it uh, quarter past four, and then uh, and we got it delivered. The client was happy, whatever. So about a couple of weeks later after that, I rang uh, the client and I said, what's the story about this hole punch, you know? Um, he goes, oh, man, thanks goodness. Um, you guys really literally saved me. So he needed a hole punch in his, because he was going for a big tender. So he had a, a lever arch, he had a paper, binder, stapler, everything, all organized. The only thing he was missing was a hole punch to put the paper into the binder. And and the deadline was at four thirty, and you guys got it to me within ten minutes uh, spare. Got everything of my presentation, handed it into the uh, to one of this big tendering body, um, and that was it. And I said, "Oh, William, I'm glad that we could be the assistant to that." A day later, he calls me. He said, "That whole punch. Guess what? That whole punch is now worth ten thousand dollars." <laughs> he actually won the tender. Oh, that's a wonderful so, story. So it's a great story, and he was ever so grateful, and he became a client for life because since then he's opened up three more businesses. And to me, that what resonates us over the big boys. Um, and I'll tell my team, if the client wants something and we can do it, we will get it out to them Um Pretty quick, um, whether it's be me or my staff, because that's it's all about that personalized service, and it's all about relationship. Absolutely. But that, um, and and I, I guess our main other point of difference is really uh, since I use my own staff to do deliveries, it's it creates a relationship with the girl in the front because when they order. They're busy, so when the goods gets there, they actually are busy, so they don't have time to put it away. So my staff will actually put it away for them. You know, just imagine 10 boxes of paper. It's pretty heavy and could put it away in a copy room. Um, and that's what we do over and above uh, for my client. Because I know a couple of my competitors, especially the big boys, they will not offer that service because they are outsourced to the third party. 
right. No, no. So so true, AJ. I've seen seen that in um, seen that in process with your business as well. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. And yeah. I think um, the other story with the printing was the same thing. We were similar to the whole punch. Um, I think it was only a couple of weeks ago. Um, Rob and Georgia rang and said they needed some flyers printed, some business card printed because they were flying out cans next morning. And they were stressing out, and I had to calm them. I said, relax, it's all good. Just send me the artwork, whatever you need. We'll get it printed. And we we printed um, that same afternoon because their flight was at 4 a.m. next morning. So, again, they need it for their comfort. So they're the little things that we understand that when you know when the businesses need something, we will get it out to them. But remember, when it comes to our product, it often – the most least looked at because no one will tell them who took the last ream of paper or who yeah. took the last ream of our cartridges. It's often when you need it, that's when you need the most. Yeah, so true. Yeah. No, thank you very much for sharing sharing that, AJ. Um, question for you. Um, as you've already said, you've got three businesses here on the Gold Coast. So if we've got, a say, a law office listening to us this morning in Sydney, can they deal with you? Absolutely, 100%. So uh, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked me that. So because we're part of the uh, buying group, so I'm part of these 135 dealers in the country, so the beauty is that we can leverage of my dealer down in Sydney, um, and then they'll de- deliver that on my behalf. But all the paperwork okay. is still done freely. But you don't, uh, the, the guy from Sydney is a lawyer. He doesn't need to. He just puts an order in, and it will get delivered. Uh, to him, um, he wouldn't know any difference. So, and that's a beauty of being part of the group, the where I can bounce off of my uh, fellow uh, dealers in right across the country. So, yeah. for we have one um, branch, the head office on the coast, but they got fourteen locations in the country. So, the furthest is up in Cairns and in Melbourne. So, so that's the level of service. So, uh, one point of contact and we'll deliver right across the country. Yeah. Except the only difference is um, for Sydney one, it won't be done by, by my staff. It will be done by my dealer's staff. Yeah. No, same same level of service, but just through a different... Same level of service, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. No, no, great. Um, AJ, look, thanks so much for your time this morning. I'm sure some of our listeners are wanting to connect with you. How can they, how can they do so? So they can contact me through uh, various ways. One, obviously, uh, by email, which is just aj at easyos.com.au. Or, and then if the client wants to order online, they can go to our secured online, which is www.ezios.com.au. And as for the printing, they simply just email us um, what they required, um, and then I'll then go back with quote or whatever. Or they can simply just... Uh, good old fashioned, give me a call on my mobile zero four one three eight seven nine forty four. So, okay. Um, so that, yeah, so I'm always on um, available by phone, email, or yeah, on the web. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Look, that's that's. That, thank you, thank you again, AJ. Um, you probably don't know AJ, but what I like to do with my listeners is I like to just share a little bit of trivia with them. So I've got a trivia question here. 
And uh, okay. you can't answer it. You can't answer it, though, Joe. And the question okay. is, in what country, <laughs> what country can you find the largest meteorite known on Earth? Hint, it's too big to move, so it remains at its site of impact. So I'll just give people a few minutes to think about that. Oh, yeah. I'll let you know one thing, Ojo. It's in Africa. Actually, it's in, <laughs> it's actually in Namibia. The Hoba or Hoba meteorite, named for the Hoba farm where it was found, fell to Earth 80 million years ago and weighs between 50 to 66 tonnes. So quite quite a piece of um, meteorite that is falling to Earth. I'm glad it didn't hit anyone. But, look, thank you again for um, your time listening to us this morning and for AJ sharing his story. I will be back with you with another one of our Be Connected World Networking family members um, in the not-too-distant future. But until such time as I do, please stay safe, keep smiling, and above all, keep looking after those important to you. So until then, take care. Bye.